I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and you are listening once again to Faith Talk. Today, I'm with Ira Mark Smith, who has a, a testimony to share about his that comes from his out of his lived experience. and And our prayer today is that someone, somewhere, around the globe would hear his story and be and be encouraged, and and their hope and their faith would be lifted as they navigate their way through this life journey. So, at this time. Um, Rather than, rather than read from Mark's bio, I, I want to allow him to come into the room and introduce himself. Come on in, Mark. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody uh, in audio land, YouTube land, all these kind of lands. Uh, it really is a pleasure to be here today. And uh, I got to tell you, just t- having a few minutes to talk with you, brother, um, you know, it's awesome. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm the one with the northern accent, but you know we'll make it through this together, okay? <laughs> sounds Without right. To, sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you say wrestling, you have to say wrestling. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it is a pleasure. And um, brother, you know I, I appreciate you um, allowing me today to expand on a just a life that started out and people thought we were a normal family it wasn't uh, a lot of abuse uh professional sports and then uh i can really say that the person that was the reason for my downfall was me mm-hmm. and uh then the big man upstairs stepped into the picture and uh that's what's led me to all of you and uh, listening land and brother that's what's led me or led us together today and um, you know I'm a Georgia boy I live in Tennessee now um, brother I haven't had a chance if you would you know some people out there may not know where you're from tell me where you're from well, uh, I want to get to know you a second well I'm from New York I was born and raised in the Bronx New York um, I'm uh, as a teenager I, a little bit of my story I wanted to be a rock star, and and God had other plans. You know, they say if you want to uh, make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that rock star yeah. thing, it, it, I mean, I did have some success in the business. I did get an opportunity to play with some musicians that were, you know, Grammy Award winning artists. But, you know, I um, the very thing that I thought would bring me peace, joy, and prosperity actually led me to a... Um, put me on a trajectory of despair and and mm-hmm. and um eventually um god pulled at me and I, I i yielded myself to his pulling and and you know it ended up in the in the seminary as a, as a seminary student and and later on in life becoming a university chaplain and, and being ordained and all of that so now my life is about full-time ministry and just talking with people like you <laughs> Well, great. Well, now, Bronx, everybody would assume that you're big Yankees. Is that true? Uh, actually, I spent I spent much of my time playing the guitar. So I was never I was never uh, never dove into the sports world. I did. I tell you the truth. Back in the day when I was a kid, I used to watch a, a little bit of wrestling on tele- wrestling, as you call it, on yes. on television. Um, yeah. So so no, I never I never got into the sports thing too much. But you know I you know understand. Mark, I, I want to ask you about this. You say that God stepped in. Um, 
when you really felt led to or pulled by God and God's intervention in your life, about how old were you? Uh, I would have been, let's see, I wrestled, uh, it would have been 1990 when uh, that, uh, when I got the pull, but I would say for me, it wasn't a pull. Mm-hmm. I had dug myself into such a hole where I was reaching up and just luckily, and mm-hmm. I, I say luckily, but it wasn't luck. It was fate. It was his plan. But uh, he reached down and took my hand. Amen. He pulled me. Well, I guess it was a pull. He pulled me out of the hole. Amen. 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 And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that uh, people say, why did God let this happen? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, God never turns himself away from us. We're the ones that turn away from him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and uh, so, you know, my really, my prayer for my kids, and this is going to sound harsh, brother. I know some people out there, their jaws are going to drop. I will give you a second to you know, pick up your jaws and put your tongue back in your mouth when I say it. But um, the thing about my prayer is that please allow whatever has to happen for it to go ahead and happen so they can find peace in their mind and in their heart. Mm -hmm. And because otherwise... If it doesn't happen soon, you know what? We, we waste a lot of years. Mm-hmm. We waste a lot of years in turmoil. We worry more than we should worry. We hate more. Well, we shouldn't hate, but we live in hate, hatred. Uh, you know, you and I were talking about uh, the society a while ago, brother. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody, all these people picking up guns and just beating people on the street. They don't know them from Adam Zappa. Right, right, right. But they're doing it. And there's, I mean, wrestling with demons. Oh man, our our country's wrestling with demons. And as an individual, as an individual, we wrestle with demons. Unless we have Jesus Christ, uh, we're gonna lose fight. Right, right. Jesus is the winner. He's the hero of the whole thing. Amen. And so uh, I do. I pray whatever has to happen, let it happen. And my little underscore is that I know it's going to hurt them, but I hope it doesn't hurt them too bad. But as a parent, I've got to let it happen. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, we do suffer. Um, People suffer. People go through um, things in life. Um, um, but here's the thing, like there's a verse in, in, in the Bible that comes from the book of Exodus and it says, and this is speaking about God, it says, so I have, I have, uh, I have heard them crying because of their slave drivers and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them. And that's what God does to us. He comes down mm-hmm. and rescues us. So, so let, let, let um, Mark, let's get to this. Um, I do want to know what your um where where your life was at um when god rescued you what was going on and i know that you were involved in wrestling um Mm -hmm. and you can tell us a little bit about that if you like but i want to know um what what what, where were you in life what was your posture 
And when God, well, when you finally um, decided to turn yourself over to the Lord? Well, I, I was stubborn. Mm-hmm. I was stubborn and I thought I was all that. I was everything the world tries to tell us about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're, we're man, if you, if you buy this car, if you have these clothes, if you do this, if you have this kind of fame, if you have this kind of notoriety, you are going to be a happy person and people are going to bow down to you and they're going to kiss your feet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, my, one of my biggest faults in life was the fact in wrestling, instead of being Mark Smith, the guy that wrestles, I became Mark Smith, the wrestler. Mm-hmm. I lost my identity in who I was. I was, I became, a, I became a person that was very uh, pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. I, uh, if a promoter asked me to hurt somebody, I would do it for the right amount of money. Mm-hmm. I hated a lot of people, and I thought I was owed the world. Mm-hmm. I was married at that time. I had been married for about three years. I walked in, and the uh, young lady was laying in bed and her face down and was making some kind of strange noise. I asked her if she was okay several times. Uh, no answer and when I turned her over to see if she was okay it was like something threw me off the bed Hmm. I got in a car drove around a few minutes came back she was totally fine she she walked out she left in that I found a positive pregnancy test in the trash can I did not know it was positive at the time I took it took to my one of my sisters she said this is positive Mm So over months, I was trying to contact and find out if there was a child, what was going on, what did I need to do? Can we work this out? Because I was so bruised and so hurt, all of a sudden I realized I was not as big a man as I I thought I was. Mm -hmm. Well, an aunt picked up her aunt, her aunt, however you say it, picked up the phone and said uh, it's been taken care of Uh now I do not know what that means I know what it meant to me Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to speak ill at all because I'll tell you what this this lady was a fine lady this girl with if you want to call her a girl she was a fine girl if anybody if anybody was at the root from of messing her up it was me Mm mm-hmm so I felt like if a child had been aborted or anything like that, I knew it was my fault and I was a killer. Mm. So you, you, you felt a great deal of, of shame in the midst of your, um, uh, were you still, well, were you still um, wrestling at this point? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so there I turn around and I go to someone's house and there's a Bible now. I went to Bible, I went to church as a kid. My parents, my mom blessed her soul. She really did a lot. I mean, I was able to play sports. I had some kind of normalcy in my childhood. Mm-hmm. My dad was a puncher. Not only did he punch kids, he, if you took, if you lifted a uh, picture off the wall, removed a picture from the wall, you would probably see a hole in the mm-hmm. sheetrock right. or paneling. Mm-hmm. I hated him. Mm-hmm. 
I slept with a Louisville Slugger silver aluminum softball bat under my bed for about four years. Mm-hmm. And if he had came in there, it was one night I thought he was. He had walked inside the room, the lights were out. Um, I would have killed him. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff is what was stored in me. Mm-hmm. Now, just for to halt for just a second, I know when we were talking, I told you I would be an open book. Am I being an open book? You are. You are. <laughs> but don't don't be afraid to don't don't be afraid to open it up. Okay. You know, if you don't tell the story, God doesn't get the glory. That's right. That's right. So growing up with that kind of hatred, going to church, I just didn't get a lot out of church. I would see him sitting in the choir, and I'm thinking, if that is who's sitting in the choir, I don't ever want to be in a choir. Right. So, I turn. I had no ambition of going to a church as I got older. Understood. And with that... You didn't want to be there. Exactly. Okay, that's where I'll go from. Okay. So, of course you understand with the choir and so forth I had no ambition so I carried around all that hatred no ambition to be in a church nothing else not picking up the Bible I didn't know a thee from a thou from a the right and so this particular night I went to someone's house the apartment was empty I'd found the positive pregnancy test and I picked up a Bible. It was the hardest wrestling match I'd ever been in in my life. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. I'm going to tell you what, buddy. When you think wrestling a demon is hard? When the angels get around you <clears throat> and they say, you're going to listen? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I did the worst thing. I, I, I laugh now, and I know it was the best thing. But at that moment, I thought it was the worst thing in the world. I picked up the Bible, opened it up, and it went straight to Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 1. Mm-hmm. I started reading Proverbs, and Proverbs is mean. I mean, it does. No, let me say it this way. Proverbs does not enable. Proverbs will tell you, if you do this, this will happen. Right. And it will make you feel like an idiot. Because it made me feel like an idiot because it was the, the information was there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just neglected to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, I read the whole book of Proverbs. And I'm thinking, my gosh, I felt like I had one angel hope that had held my arms and another one was slapping me across the face. I felt like I got body slammed. I felt like I got uh pile driver put on me i mean i just i felt bruised i felt beaten because everything right there told me mark this is the kind of life you've been living so you better expect this to happen and doggone it every bit of it did Mm -hmm. oh so you so you became um conscious of your shortcomings as they say where you fell short 
You became <laughs> conscious of that. But let me ask you, where, where did grace come in? I'm going to tell you. I turned around and I, uh, next Sunday, I got out and I was driving and I'd done something I hadn't done in a long time. I did something. I pulled into a church. Now, I walk into this church. I did not know this church from Sam Hill. Now, people that don't know what Sam Hill means, it means I don't know it from nothing, okay? That's Southern Boy slang. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I know when I start using that Southern boy slang, people are looking, going, I don't see this in my thesaurus. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, with, uh, I walked into the church, did not know a soul. I felt so alone. And I'm going, yes, in my head, I'm going, yes, yes, I know I'm supposed to be here. Stop hitting me. Stop beating me. Stop kicking me. I know I'm supposed to be here. You know, I'm begging. Please ease up. Mm -hmm. I know I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was being heavily convicted. Mm -hmm. I went and sat on the back row. I clenched the, uh, the armrest really tight it was about 10 minutes before service started i got severely nauseated mm. went outside threw up several times on the front lawn Lord, I and, and i know that was great advertising for the church but I, that's what i did okay mm -hmm. sorry church i became a member of it later anyway went back inside again this time about four minutes till church service starts clenched the hand rest really tight my stomach stomach started flipping again went outside threw up more finally i said this is crazy all right the service i think started at like 10 30. it was either 10 or 10 30. i waited 15 seconds before the service started I walked in, clamped it, I mean, I clamped the armrest with one hand, I clamped the seat with the other, and I said, I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. They came out, started lifting us, started singing a song, lift Jesus higher, lift him up for the world to see. Anyway, I walked down the aisle. Mm -hmm. I didn't wait for the music to stop. I just walked down the aisle for a song. Mm -hmm. When I when I took that first step, it was like I was flying. Mm. I went down there, and I can tell you right now what it felt like. It felt like somebody put a rubber hose to my belly button, and it started flushing out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Finally, I feel a tap on my shoulder, and I look up, and then I start looking around and realize nobody's in the church. I figured I scared them away. Pastor said, uh, Mark, and I'm thinking, how do you know my name? And I, when I looked at him, saw him in the face, he was my next door neighbor's, my best friend I played with as a kid. Mm -hmm. It was his daddy. Okay. I never knew his daddy was a pastor. Mm-hmm. 
He said, let me take you to lunch. I said, sir? He said, Mark, it's 145. So we went to lunch. He said, boy, young man, I saw Jesus in you. I said, well, he must be in me because I think the devil came out. I'm not feeling what I was feeling no more. Amen. Amen. And uh, I started talking about Jesus. The, I, I told people, I said, I'm safe now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. People were kind of people were coming up to me saying, Mark, look at me in the eye. Yeah, what's up? That fire is not in your eye anymore. I said, what do you mean? Mark, you had fire in your eyes for the last few years. So people had been seeing fire in my eyes. It wasn't the fire of love, huh? No, fire of hatred. Mm -hmm. And so ended up, I met my wife now that we've been married 31 years. Mm -hmm. And... I became the lead singer in a large choir. She was the female lead singer in a large choir. We, 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 uh, we actually sang at some different churches, different places. We even got booked and sang in a honky tonk that had chicken wire in front of the stage. (laughs) (laughs) I had been in a lot of those honky tonks and stuff like that after matches. Right. I never thought I'd be in one talking about Jesus. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Then all of a sudden, people started coming to me. People I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And you know, when people come to me and tell me now, I have a word for you, I'm almost freaking out on the inside because I had half a dozen people in three months stop me. And they said, we, uh, Son, there's something for us not to tell you. I said, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. You don't have to go to school all your life to be a minister, mm-hmm. to be a preacher. First time, I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. Okay, take care. God bless you, too. Right. Second time, I'm thinking it's a little weird. By the fourth and fifth time, people tap me on the shoulder. I don't care if it's a waitress telling me my table's ready. I'm freaking out. And uh, so we end up, Brenda and I, I get a full ride, we go, and I get uh, my degree, my bachelor's in theology, Mm -hmm. psychology, and sociology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy. We also, uh, I went to grad school, Mm -hmm. and I was holding actually at 385, and we finally, we took a job uh, in a ministry um, out in Arkansas. But here's a guy that hated the church, hated everything about the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, hated the world. I hated it all. And then you said the transformation. First, I really had to be humbled. I had to be humbled by Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Then... It was almost like those times of throwing up before the church service. I was being tested. Okay, you've been humbled. Now, show me you're serious. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it a little hard on you. Show me you're serious, Mark. 
You, you think this really happened. If it really happened, buck up and do what's right. Mm-hmm. And then I did it, and it was like, okay, now I really want you to hear what I've got to say to you. And because you're so new in this, I'm going to let you hear it in a way that you'll understand. I'm going to let you hear it through the mouths of other people. Amen. God will place people in your lives to speak to you. Well, Brenda and I went to a camp. My wife, Brenda, and I, we went to a camp meeting together. She had never been to one. This woman that was sitting, Brenda, was she sitting in front of us or behind us? In front of us? She she did not have gray hair. She did not have blue hair. It had gone into purple. <laughs> I believe she I believe she was the prom date of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> what happens? I'm shaking hands. It's over. I'm shaking hands. I turn around, turn my back to her, and I'm shaking hands with somebody. I get that tap on the back. Son, I have a word for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm in a camp meeting. You shouldn't say this, but I thought, crap, what now? Right, you right, know, right. I'm, being, I'm just being human, right, okay? Right, for sure. Well, she said, whatever you've been praying for, and I had been asking, am I going to get married again? I'm just curious. What's going to happen? Let me know something. She said, your answer is right beside you. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Hey, I said, man. Okay, Brenda. Yeah. Hey. And so we did, when we, I was associate pastor. I also did children's in youth she did it she is one of the greatest children's ministers i've ever seen Mm -hmm. we're we're talking everywhere hundreds of percent of growth Mm -hmm. and she it it was a it's something that shined through her it was real it was the real deal Mm -hmm. well you know you certainly sound you know you had a um a humil uh experience of humility you had an experience of liberation. You had a reversal of fortune, and then you find yourself in service to the Lord that you used to hate. <laughs> gosh, you made that sound so pretty. <laughs> but it wasn't oh pretty. It gosh. wasn't pretty while it was happening, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was like going through a car wash with a Brillo pad. Right. Brillo <laughs> you know, pads. Right. You ain't got no clothes on. That's right. Right. Well, you know, these things, the transformation doesn't always come easy. They don't. You know. Um, they don't. And growing up in Georgia, uh, we, in our town, there was a float that was always the KKK. Mm-hmm. My father, he said things that I didn't like. Right. Um, and if you've never heard of him, I would encourage you. If you, if you really want to hear what I grew up listening mm-hmm. or what I grew up hearing, look up a politician that was running for the Georgia Senate in 1972. His name was J.B. Stoner. J.B.? Yeah, J.B. Stoner. Mm-hmm. His TV ads were full of the N-word. Right. Wow. I counted eight and 30 seconds. Wow. 
And see, you hear that, and I hated that. And being at, and, and wrestling even, and all this, I, I got along with everybody. When God started putting foster children at our door, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, different races mm-hmm. of foster children at our door, and we began falling in love with them. Right. And we began adopting them. Mm-hmm. And we never went into this wanting to adopt anybody. Right. But, you know, when you hug that child, the hair may be different. Mm-hmm. The color may be different, mm-hmm. but it's a loving body, breathes oxygen, mm-hmm. takes oxygen, gives out carbon dioxide, bleeds red, mm-hmm. and it's and it's some and, and God loves that child just as much as He loves anybody else. And that was a demon for me that. I hated the way my dad and other people I knew talked about other people just because they were different. Mm-hmm. But you know what? To really to be willing to accept them as your legal family, that is that's not just accepting, bro. That's saying okay. That's going that next that ultimate step. Right. A- and I and I and I. I was put in that position, and I and my wife Brenda and I both said. Yes, Lord. Right. So when we see this stuff happen in society today, and, you know, people are killing just because somebody's different. They're beating people up because somebody's different. Why does there have to be a wrong side of the tracks? Mm-hmm. Why can't we just live in town and the tracks just happen to be there? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, 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 well. You know, again, to to add to your your experience, I mean, from what I'm hearing, um, I said you had this uh, experience of humility. You had one of liberation, setting you free. You had a reversal of fortune in your life. I mean, you you found a wife, <laughs> right? And 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 then yeah. you were led into service. So then, what I just thought of was that. So earlier on in your life, you were the the uh, distribution center let's say of of pain and and that was coming from within i mean in the wrestling business you got to to live out that and and serve up that trauma that was embodied in you and mm-hmm. and now god has put you in a place where you are now our distribution center of love and 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 hope and and you're being a meaningful person in other people's lives and not only in other people's lives but you've also come to overcome you've gotten to a place in your life where you can overcome this um hatred of the other as they say so which is really important we talked about it um, before we got on 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 the call we talked a little bit about the shame of what's going on overseas right now on both sides with the mm-hmm. Palestinians and, and the Israelis. At, at the end of the day, at, uh, both sides are, are losing sacred lives. And this is mm-hmm. shameful. This is shameful. Mm-hmm. I mean, those little babies in, in the Gaza, in Gaza d- don't know anything about, um, you know, Hamas doesn't speak f- for them. You know, um, right. So and so anyway, but, you know, 
this um, idea of the other is something that uh, we are infected with, whether it's whether it's socioeconomic class, whether it's um, the color of our skin or the our religion. Um, we we need to put those things aside and em- embrace and celebrate the the presence of God in all of humanity um, and value their sacred lives. You know, brother, with been able being able to do some podcasts we've been i've been able to talk to people from all different points of life and everything that are pod that have podcasts or write for magazines and this kind of thing what i love about this and i hope you're feeling the same way is with you with the others i'm building family mm-hmm. i've not even looked at you i've not seen your well, I did see you on the internet. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but I've never, never seen you face to face, right? Right. But, but family, friends, friends that actually really care. I mean, I love to check in with you sometimes. Hey, brother, how you doing? Absolutely. I'm, I love this. Absolutely. And I, I just wonder why. I mean, what can we do? I've been thinking, should we call the police departments? Should we talk to mayors of cities? Is there a way for us to put together some things uh, for awareness, whatever the case may be? Well, uh, I've had some. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I can just say this. You know, um, we don't always have to have um, big projects to do. Um, True. You know, Earlier, when we when we were talking, I think maybe before we started, we were talking about the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, yes. and the Bible says that the the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. So that's a good mm-hmm. place to start in our own lives. Yep. That's a good place to start in our own lives. Um, the kindness, you know, replacing the bitterness and the hatred, and 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 the gentleness and self control. So these are places that we can start. And um, mm-hmm. and continue to 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 do the good to the good work that God has ordained for us to to walk in, as they say. So um, mm-hmm. you know, be love Jesus and love God and love your neighbor. So those those are good places to start. Um, it's not always easy to love your neighbor, but that's a good place to start. Um, well, brother, too, if I may, I, I I first would like to say yes. You know, I've got a little bit of education. I, I was enamored looking at what you've done and everything, and I was, uh, of course, I knew I couldn't match you as far as whether, no matter what it is, but in the same respect, um, I just, especially after we talked, just having such a great the spirit of brotherhood, man, I, I fell in love with you in the first two minutes. Amen. I'm going to be up front. Praise God. And again, uh, I don't know, but I hope the book, I hope this, wrestling with demons, that the fear, it can be the fear of our, but after the fear of our situation, it can be the fear of society, it could be the fear of other people, look, because they're different, and please, I'm begging the audience, we, we need to pray that God would work with those, with those, help us 
beat those demons. Amen. Amen. I mean, the hatred's got to stop. Otherwise, everybody's going to have somebody that was died, that was killed in a violent way for no reason. I mean, this is, this is spreading like a disease. Mm-hmm. 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 And the disease is evil. It is. And you know, we talked. Yeah, we, we were when we talked about the fruits of the spirit. We were talking about. You know, I mentioned like t- the twelve-step programs and that. Right. And it, it, you were clever because you were bringing up how, and we were bringing up together how the fruits of the spirit kind of fruits of the spirit can kind of replace the twelve steps. You do all these things. And what's going to happen is you're going to start having brothers and sisters in the community instead of people that you have grudges against and people that you hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember? Because that's how we were instituting the fruits of the Spirit. Yep. Sure. And um, we've been very, I've been really humble because we've had some veterans that have picked up the book and their demons some of them were forgiveness it was hard for them to forgive themselves for some of the stuff that they had to do when they were serving our country mm-hmm. or, or they could not let go and deal with things that they had seen you know demons can come in so many fashions I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that I'm glad you mentioned that because often um, people may hear that word and think of the little guy with the pitchfork the little red man with a pitchfork and Mm -hmm. and horns and a a funny looking tail (laughs) But, but but these things actually show up that challenge your faith, that that want to take you by the hand and place you on a trajectory of despair and hopelessness, and 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 no, the absence of faith. So that's how they show up. It, that, that's a great way of saying it. Perfect. And so we've been blessed by that. And so we just ask, and you know, if there's a better book out there about demons, then get it or, or, or if you get feel led to get another book get it I, my, my feelings is I'm not I'm letting you know what we've done is available but I'm not trying to pitch you on it I'm not a car salesman I'm a I guess in this kind of way I guess we're all kind of being God salesmen but um uh, Please, you know, if you want to give our book a chance, if you can relate to it in some way, we uh, we just got a call last night from a rape uh, a rape victim mm-hmm. that read it. In a, it's 227 pages. They read it in a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's kind of blowing our minds. The people that are reading it and that they they even though I'm not I may not have written it with those kind of things in mind all I could relate to were my personal demons what's happened is it's also relating to others demons but if you get led to read a book and 
any book, and I encourage you to read your Bible, of course. But if you if there's a book out there and you feel led to read it and you'll strengthen your faith, please get that book. Whether it's ours or not, get that book. And I know that's probably not the smartest business thing to say, but like I said, I think we're all here in the Jesus business. That's that's the business we ought to be in. Amen. Well, you know, God speaks to us through the Bible, um, and God speaks to us speaks to us in our prayer time. God speaks to us through, you know, us just seeing the beauty of the universe. There has to be someone, a creator of all of this beauty. And God will also speak to us through um, the experiences, experiences of others who have been redeemed, who have been transformed by the power and the grace of God. And you, your story is one of those stories. So I also would encourage people to um, go out and get the, the book Wrestling with Demons by Mark, okay. Mark Smith. And simply because there's power in the story. There's power in your story. There's power in, in everyone's story who is willing to share it and not be ashamed of this story. So, um, Mark, we're, we're out of time now. Maybe um, I'm going to get the book myself and we perhaps we can do a, a part two on this discussion. But I want to. Oh, I would love to. And um, what I will do is uh, I've got a file that I'm going to send you. OK. OK. Sure. And uh, uh, I hope and I, if I've said anything that may not that that may have come off wrong or anything like that to the audience or maybe too blunt about something if, if i offended anyway i do want to apologize i do have a big mouth i don't okay? i don't i don't think there's any need for apology um i think that we appreciate your transparency um and we we appreciate the um the the honesty of just sharing your experience for what it is and what it was. Um, there's well, again, you. there's power in that, and God is in the redeeming business. And you know what I find uh, likable and enjoyable is, you know, I can look at the um, I can look at the sun, the moon, and the stars and see the beauty of God's creation, right, in all of mm -hmm. its majestic splendor. But I can also hear your story and see the beauty of God in his transformative power becoming real in your life and, and redeeming you out of something and bringing you into something, which is now his service, has become his service. And, and he's equipped you to do so and to be a, a, distribution, a, a distribution center of his love as an agent of change in this world. Um, so um, I think that we're going to um, rest here and okay. and and um, I look forward to getting that file from you, and we can um, perhaps do a part two and go through some of the um, maybe a chapter or two of the book that goes a little bit gets a little bit more granular into to your experience. So, Mark, I want to thank you for coming in. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners and uh, my wife and I. We really do love you, and we we want. We just wish happiness and peace to everybody who's listening and also to those not listening. But we wish y'all the best, and we really do love you. And uh, you, brother, I mean, you're the bomb. That's all I can say. That's what my kids would say. Dad, he's the bomb, so you're the bomb. Well, it's by, okay? it's by, it's by the grace of God. So <laughs> it's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. 
<laughs> so you've been listening to Faith Talk, and I would encourage you to um, reach out and get Mark Smith's book. I would encourage you to listen uh, to take a peek at my website, which is www.revenjstuartglover.com. You can sign up as a, um, to be a recipient on the mailing list. You can reach out to me by email. You can even leave me a voicemail on the website. So God bless you, and we'll see you next time.